G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this episode, we're going to be giving you highlights of the week and also our weekly conversational topic called The Chew. Once again, my name's Jack and I'm gladly joined on this very gloomy and La Nina-esque day by good mate and fellow sporting comrade, Gus, Gus Bus, how are you going? Good, thank you, Jack. Good walking, smooth. Thank you very much. I nailed it, I think. Uh, for the Take one. Take, take one, <laughs> as always. Always take one. And it is La Nina, that's confirmed. La Bomb Ni- confirmed it. Oh, definitely. Widespread. Locked it in. Very wet. And um, producer Frey, how's it going? G'day. Splendid. Splendid. <laughs> All right. I um, couldn't think of something that um, rhymed with how's it going. He said, producer Frey, I said g'day. Are you looking for, are you looking to bust a rhyme? You never know when, you know. Is that how Buster Rhymes got his name? Just Buster Rhyme, <laughs> like Buster Move. <laughs> I thought his first name was Buster and his last name was Rhyme. That's oh, what I, I mean. So. If you want a Buster Rhyme. Formal name. Buster. Interesting. I don't know. Have you ever put your name through a, uh, a rap name generator? Yes. Do you remember what you got? No, because I just remember doing it because of the whole Childish Gambino thing, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Is that a true story? I think it come. I think it still works if you go into the Wu Tang name generator because that's what it was, right? It was it was Wu Tang. Only what Donald Glover. And I think it. I think it works. I think you can find the. And it and it comes up with Childish Gambino still. I believe so. You can find the OG one. We could we could um pull up Angus's right now if we wanted. Oh, I just need it? I'll just need a little bit of information from you. Your favorite TV character. Gosh, um, it's got to be from The Office. Donald Glover on. Community. <laughs> What's his name? Troy. Troy. And your uh, the name of a criminal? The name of a criminal. Jack. Come on. The yeah. Ripper. <laughs> yeah, <very cool. laughs> Good save. Something really pleasant, like flowers or kittens. Something that pleases you. Um, Cricket. <laughs> mountain streams. You're a nice one. Thank you. <laughs> An adjective to describe you or your <laughs> how music? How many questions? Me or my on? music? Yep. Smooth. Smooth. Glad you know what an adjective is. And the name of your favorite childhood pet? One. Tim. All right. Love Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got the... Pro- Horner Foreigner. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It doesn't slap. That is terrible. <laughs> Followed closely by the real Angus. <laughs> These are not as good as Childish Gambino. No, they they are terrible. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Actually, my favourite one, the Kumbaya. Mountain streams, baby. I like the Kumbaya. The Kumbaya. Or the big Kumbaya. All right. Well, um... <laughs> Uh, let's delve into some sport before we do. Once again, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified grass-fed beef and pork straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door or workplace. Um, boys, we've got one sport of the week this week. Delivered by... Producer Frey. Yeah, I nearly said yours truly. Just, you know, Doesn't that mean you? Yeah. Yourself. <laughs> Just got excited. <laughs> what have you got for us? So this one is... Definitely 
tier C, tier D. Tier D. I want to say tier D just because the equipment used looks like it was built in a garage. That's good. I like and not that. in yeah. like a not in like a developing Facebook or Apple sort of way, like Silicon Valley developed <laughs> in the garage. I'm or Amazon. Like, like, like it looks like they've very pulled much. some stuff together. Okay. Like hammer and nail, sh- shed it's work. It's like it's like um, I, I'm imagining it if you had. It's like when the father makes a um, last minute uh, go No, a last minute um, model of something for their kid for a presentation the day before. DIY. That, that, mm. that kind of vibe? Yes, very much so. Go on, what is it? Okay, so the sport is called Knuckle Racket. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> no, never heard of it, <laughs> pleasingly. Okay, so it's a sport played on a racquetball court. So you've got the ground, you've got the wall in front of you. You're playing against another opponent. Is racquetball is that like- North American for squash? Pretty much. Okay. Right. Side walls? Yes. Okay, keep going. Sometimes, if you're outdoors, not always. Oh, okay, so... Okay, Depends gotcha, on gotcha, gotcha. The, the status of the Either area. way, we've, we've got a front wall. We've got a front knuckle wall. Knuckle racket. Knuckle racket. So it was invented by some guys that were trying to incorporate... I love that. That's TSC, some guys. Invented by some guys. <laughs> well, they were trying to incorporate boxing, so punching moves, oh, into no. a racket sport. Oh, no. That's not an easy fit. It's not. So as you can imagine, have to have a throw the ball up, you punch the ball with your racket... And I'll explain the rackets in a minute and how it looks like it's made in a garage. So you throw the ball, you punch it into the wall. Right. One bounce, the next person has to punch it against the wall. Punch it, punch it. So you're not swinging? No swinging. It's punching. So, <laughs> But the design of this racket, so imagine you take a tennis racket. Gussie, there's one next to you there, so you might be able to visualize this. So imagine a tennis racket. You've got the head, the big round bit, right where the neck starts... Fold that all the way around so that it's parallel with the face of the racket. Oh, the oh. handle. The handle right. will fold all the way around. So you actually have the like so, so you grab it like this. So you're holding the handle behind the string bed. Wow. And there's about a five centimeter clearance between your knuckles and the string bed. And then which allows you to punch the ball. Which up means the that strings. you can't swing. You have to throw your arm <laughs> forward in a punching this motion. This is such a garage game. Do you get two and, rackets? Um, yeah. Yeah. You get one solved, per hand. You? you need to be able to throw a left and a right. No That's doubt. It. Jabs and hooks. <laughs> Where do you buy those? Um, local garage. <laughs> Made only. <laughs> um, I can't find the exact scoring, but I'm assuming it's a, a squash like or a you know typical racket first to eleven, first to twenty one style. If it's big enough, has it gained a bit of traction? Oh, well, I was trying to find the World Cup, um, and I could only find local American. Um, competitions. That's fine. That's TSC, baby. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's if anything. very good. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't make it onto the list of official racket sports by the Rackets World Championship Organization. So oh, that has to change. No doubt. We'll be in contact. Fantastic. Safe to say they've made they've made a racket sport less efficient. <laughs> <laughs> in motion, more more aggressive, and less graceful. Right, they've, ta- they've sure taken away. They've taken away all the good things that a racket sport provides. <laughs> they've taken away all the leverage you get, so it's yep. not going to be smooth. You're just going to have to lash it to actually get the ball to the wall. 100 percent loose string tension, lots of trampoline. That's true, I guess. I'm just thinking more. What happens when the ball goes like below your knees? Do you have to try to throw like an undercut? <laughs> I guess so. 
Yeah. Or are you just like... Just drop like, down. Like swinging your arm down and or up. Open your handball it into the ground. I think the next touch has to be on the wall. Well, that's that's where you go to, low and, low and slow. Yeah, gosh. Hulk smash. Pretend anyway. you're punching someone in the Knuckle groin. Knuckle racket. Knuckle racket. Interesting. I like it. I'm glad you've told me about it. I wouldn't like to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe or play it. Or play it. <laughs> but I'm glad we know about Knuckle racket. Um, we need to try to get ourselves a hands on a racket. Maybe even make one. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. Just crack one in half and tape it together. <laughs> if you got a tennis racket hot enough, could you just melt it in a bend? I don't know. I do not know. Matt has a little um, creme brulee torch. I do. <laughs> Give it a go. I'm like, you crack applied, racket here. You applied that long enough. It'd, just, it'd have to be like a Kmart plastic frame. You wouldn't be able to do it on a graphite or a titanium. We'll give it a go. Yep. All right. Watch this space. Metal good bands. work. That's a good one. Sport of the week. Any engineers watching? <coughs> Angus. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. If, if anyone wants to send one in that they've designed themselves, we'd be happy to peruse. Absolutely. Um, shall we move on to some sporting news, some highlights? We did miss... There's lots. It's yeah, been a... Well, well, apologies. We did miss last week's podcast. Nearly um, did four in a row. So geez. close. So close. That's my bad. <laughs> Would have been a PB. The reason we missed it was there was a, a tournament a on. huge tournament. That got Very big out. tournament. It's probably one of my the best tournaments I've played standard-wise and result-wise, even though we didn't finish the tournament. Did it not? It just got rained out. No, I was up a set in the break in the semi and it got washed out and canned. And then the three no. of us split prize money. So the other, the other semi had already finished uh, a bit of a bit but, of a whitewash and um, myself and Jaden were still playing. But you were up. I was up comfortably. He could have he could have done the right thing. <laughs> he had what? <laughs> Tank forfeit the Four- <laughs> <laughs> Well he got away scot free. He he was able to split prize money, so must be nice. Look at you being professional. Good money? Pretty good. Not gonna disclose any amounts, but uh twelve fifty. Enough for a nice seafood dinner. Ooh. <laughs> With guests. Wow. <laughs> how many? Uh, depends where we're going. Depends how hungry they are. Yeah. Mm, true. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Well done. Thank you. Jack's professional. Pretty much. Would you say that? <laughs> you crickets. Well, that, we'll come back to that later in the chat. Um, all right. The first. Anyway, La Nina got us. We yeah. had a week off. We couldn't get the scheduling otherwise. So we're just like, Oh, that just didn't happen. There anyway. Um, didn't happen. Here just, we are. Just stuff it. <laughs> We're an explicit podcast. Mm. So yeah, I know. We but do. We got to be careful. Speaking of f bombs, should we go straight to that news? <laughs> yes. We're not going to delve into that though. But um, the cricket news. In cricket news, we have a new test captain. Is that what you're talking about? I was going to say the big cheese dropping a couple of. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I was like, that's not cricket related. <laughs> I couldn't follow. Yeah, the cheese did drop. Um, 61. 61 F bombs. Who was Apparently. counting that? So, w- what podcast was Buzz he on? Buzz Rothfield definitely did. Was he on the YKTI? He was on the Ice Project, yeah. Right. Um, Isaac John with y- YKTIs is Isaac John. So, someone, I saw an article that you alluded to just before. He dropped, what, how many? 61. 61. <laughs> someone went through and counted them. Apparently. Who cares? AC? I just got hell John. He pointed at the wall and I was like, that's cockroach season for sure. <laughs> I saw um, one today. So, He's good. the podcast that he was on. Yeah, what, the Ice you, Project. The Ice Project. He dropped some F-bombs, but he also, 
alluded to some facts that he didn't spit to the media, which you think that... It's made them salty. Yeah. What do you reckon about that? Well, they've spent... He's been doing the recruitment tour for like a month, two months. Yeah. They saw it. We saw him do a double-fisted handshake with the Titans, which was cool. <laughs> yeah. We saw him coming, <laughs> coming out of the pokies at the Dolphins, had a tour. We know he went to play golf with Friendy and Orbo with the Roosters. <laughs> it's interesting watching. So, obviously, we're um, an audio medium, but Angus's eyes are dotting up to the left, dotting up to the left. You know, that memory bank in your head? Yeah. Watching him go, it helps. What else did we see? <laughs> it helps. What else did I see? <laughs> it helps. It helps. Um, anyway, he came out and re- he revealed a little bit more about his tour with the Roosters. He was saying, Orbo was telling him how, why they play in the in the jersey. He told him that Bondi wasn't always so rich. Just giving so him rich. this huge spiel about how <laughs> <laughs> anyway. they've come from dire straits. And yeah, which is like yeah, in the 1920s. Anyway, um, and, he, and he said the key bit, I don't want to misquote it, but the gist of it was, he said he was looking at that jersey he had he t- he had tears in his eyes because of the emotional presentation, and he wanted to win a premiership in that jersey. He also just quietly noted that Uncle Nick gave him the hard sell. Uncle Nick called like friendy and stuff while they're on the golf course to like check up on them. Obviously yeah. knew though with the cheese, but <laughs> it's a good sell. That is a and, good um, sell. They're talking about he was talking about how they want you to be set up for life after footy. They make sure you're sweet somehow. That's a good sell. If he's got him in tears, I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I think the cheese would be a big fit at Redcliffe. I do too. I do too. And his parents just moved to Brizzy. So that's got to be on. So I thought he... Well, I know, but I mean, he'd be paying $1.01 to go to the Roosters now. He just... <laughs> <laughs> with Uncle Nick. He's, he said, I'm decided. And then he said all that good stuff about the Roosters. And then he added on... So did he say this in the podcast? Yeah. Right. But he added on, uh, I've said to Melbourne, they'll have the last conversation with me, so I'm going to go back and have a yarn with them. But yeah, like, right. he also said he was decided. So <laughs> so he's going to the Roosters. It sounds like it. All right. Well, and they, no. just signed re- they just re-signed Joey Manu somehow. When he Do they actually? When he could have got like a million going to Redcliffe or the Warriors or something as well. Gee, Uncle Nick must be just waving his magic wand around. Gets it done, eh? Jeez. <laughs> must be done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I think the journos are just salty because they didn't have definitely, the Definitely, definitely. They would have been harassing him for months. And he gave it to Yikter instead. Yeah. Which he's signed to YKTR as a... He's managed. His brand is managed by them. He's a YKTR athlete. I don't think they do his contracts, but they're doing like his. Yeah, cool. His, his, prim- his stuff, promo. So he's actually released it through his like that. That makes sense, right? Yeah. His own brand, his own company. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. The only, I guess, do you think the the manufactured outrage is because he's still contracted at the Storm next year? If you were a Storm fan, would you be a bit upset that he's talking like so passionately publicly about a different club? Definitely. Particularly one that you've played in grand finals a bunch? Yep. Because in all his talks, I don't think he's alluded to the fact how he loves playing for the Storm. Yeah. He's brushed past that, I think. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things, he mentioned like 
He specifically brought up how he hasn't got to play that much at nine because he was behind Smithy, obviously. And now he's sort of neck and neck with Harry Grant. He got a lot of game time over him, though. Got a lot of game. Yeah, he was starting at nine. But he sort of said, like, through my career, I haven't played that much. I haven't been the locked in, like, 70 minutes a game, nine. Right. I've been, like, nine, 13, in and out, bench, whatever. So I think maybe he'd like a full-time opportunity. But then the interesting thing is... The Roosters have Sam Verrills. Who also can play. He's a good hooker. Yeah. They just signed Connor Watson. Who also like a is a good hooker. hooker. They have Victor Radley playing lock. And they've also got so other he, good back rowers. So, so there's so a like, potential that he could be this, thrown into the team with the, with in the same situation as Melbourne where he's just going to get a bit of a log jam at the like 9 slash 13 yeah. spot. Unless they just said... Good for the Roosters to have, I guess, but... Very good for them. Unless yeah. they said to him, you'll be our nine. Which they definitely could have done. Probably would if they put in a sell on. But yeah. Should we get a um, countdown clock to the start of the NRL season, please, producer Freight? <laughs> <laughs> Running permanently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, the 11th of March. There we go. Quick maths. No, that was this year. 30 days have September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February. It's good. January has 31. <laughs> We're not doing this December now. December has 31, 62. <laughs> plus 29. We start on the 10th of March. 79 plus 10, 89. Give us ish days. About 91 days. All right, beautiful. It's 100 days. Damn it. <laughs> 91 plus or minus. <laughs> plus or minus. Give or take. A few. Um, in other big news, uh, we have a new Australian test captain. And Pat Cummings. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. What is his name? I don't... <laughs> I don't want to disclose the nickname that you bestowed upon him off air. Do Hang you on. want to? Are we still recording? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Um, no, we'll do that next week. <laughs> next week reveal. Yeah, we'll do the next week reveal. Anyway, Pat Cummings. Bit of a smoke show. Pit Not a bit. I think Peter he's... Peter Cummins. He's got to be the number one on the team, right? Just doing a wise. quick mental list, quick mental scan. Yes, unless ice you go... Ice flicking up to the left. Ice flicking up to the left, unless you go for the Nathan Lyon type. <laughs> <laughs> Which some do. Some do. Some do. Um, so, yeah, obviously, with what's happened with Tim Payne of late... In the news, unfortunately, he's had to... I think he's stepped down from all forms yeah, of cricket. Yeah, not even playing for Tasmania. Which is a bit of a shame. We won't go into it, will we? Mm. <laughs> Do you think it's fair? <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen the face Jack just pulled when he said that. Because um, I'm salty. I think... <clears throat> I don't know. I, there's been a lot of articles saying how poorly Cricket Australia have managed the whole situation. Um... I somewhat agree with those articles because for a guy that's turned our team around after our cheeky little sandpaper debacle, <laughs> it was a bit more than cheeky, actually. Cheeky little 80-grade sandpaper. Um, turned our team around. I'm sure that there's others that could have done a similar job, but he was our man, our lord and saviour for the next three three years after that, leading up to now. And for something that happened in, what, 2018? 17. 2017, which was dealt with in 2018. 
as he became captain, I think. Yes. Or they knew before he became captain. Well, okay. First of all, you said, is it fair? I don't think it's unfair on his family because it was dealt with privately. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And on a human level, it was dealt with privately. It's much harder to deal with that if you're his wife when the whole country is talking about it. Currently. Currently, as we are now. Ridiculous. Because now everyone knows. So privately, it's a decision to say, I forgive you and we'll move on. Yeah. That's a different and more difficult decision when With the whole 25 nation. million people are talking about it. Yeah. More, because England is as well. So that's unfair. On her and they have kids as well. That's unfair. On their parents as well. Whoever leaked it. Conspiracy. A English journo. <laughs> totally unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. But they also are having their own... Um, did we talk about their scandals last week? Maybe we off talk about it. anything last week. The week before? Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> having said that, Pat Cummings... I the think, guy. The guy. I think he's going to be a great captain. It's big news, actually. They. It's the first time since Richie Benno in the 60s we've had a uh, bowler, bowler as a captain. Yeah, right. It's the first time since Ray Lindwall did a one-off test that we've had a fast bowler as a captain <laughs> yeah. in 1957. Wow. And so we've never had a full-time fast bowler captain. I was reading about this. Half a century. Almost. Yeah. Well, ever. But yeah, from a one-off, more than. That's incredible. 70 years. Yeah. 60 years. Um, it's apparently... Because usually they pick an all-rounder, right? Do they? Or they bat- pick batsmen. batsmen generally. Yeah. You usually see it's like a number three, number four, number five. Right. And then they just stand in the slips because the theory is like they're not tired when we're field- fielding. And when you're fielding, you have to be making decisions about where people go. Whereas Big Pat is steaming in, steaming in, steaming in. Yeah. And usually he gets to go take a break at fine leg and just stand there and talk to the crowd and have Relax. a power yeah. Try and recover because it's such a hard job. 100%. But now the theory is, is he also going to be standing at like Pulling mid-on? Plays calling blokes around does he over bowl himself True. when does he bowl himself yeah. does he back himself and be like i'm on here boys I so think I've that's, got a, it. that's the question is he going to take a bit of load off in terms of his bowling yeah because then well, he's our best team. bowler in strike rate and wickets over the past since he's been healthy in the team he's think, our best bowler. i think he'd back himself to manage same volume i think it's a good time because we've got a lot of senior players in the team like that Sm- will help out. Steve Smith has been reinstated as vice captain. Right. So he's going to be doing a lot of talking, obviously. I would imagine. Obviously, Davey Warner isn't in the leadership group, but he is a very senior player. They may even do that. Have Pat- Paddy Cummins with the C next to his name and, and Smithy doing a bit of... Yarns, yeah. Because all the bowlers as well, they have enough. They've all got hundreds of test wickets. Our, so Nathan Lyon, Mitch Stark and Joshy Hazelwood as well. All have hundreds of test wickets. They probably set their own fields a bit. 100%. Like, there's a lot of seniority. How good is that bowling lineup? Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) Jesus. It's pretty good. Poor old Jai Richardson just begging for a chance. Give him a look. Um, Anyway, I actually, just quickly, I did read an interesting thing. So, when the game is originated in England, it was originally an aristocratic game. Yes. There was this period in the 1900s where it was still played by, or the 18th and 1800s and 1900s, so 19th and 20th centuries. Mm-hmm. It was still played by lords and whatnot, but it was also, and they were amateurs, so they didn't play for money because they had old money. Right. 
and was also played by professionals at the same time, generally the professionals were, they were considered like low class because they're like taking money. It's like your dogs. Um, they <laughs> just would trying be, to make a living. Just so. trying to make a living. They would be bowlers and the aristocrats would be batsmen. And so they were always the captains because they were considered like higher class and a head for leadership type thing. Right. And so there's this whole, hist- it's like a class divide. The bowlers were like the working class getting the job done. And the batsmen would sort of order them around. And lapping up the fame. I think as late as the 1900s, there's been like lords and... You know how they have lords in England? Yeah. Mm. Paddy Cummins has changed that. Yeah. That's, so that's why... So then the f- when it was first played in places like India and the West Indies and stuff, the English colonizers would be the batsmen. And with the first people to play who were actually Jamaican or Tigran yeah. or whatever were bowlers. Yeah, right. Because that's how they could get a go. Same in India. And so they've historically had bowlers as captains before we have because that's who they... That's how they got in the team originally. That's a good fact. Thank you, ABC Sport. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I can't wait. I would actually love to see Paddy Cummins just roll in, steam steam a few, and then also bark a lot of orders. That'd be great to see, I reckon. That'd be such... If, it, yeah. if he can manage that. Yeah. It's quite because he's had a few heroic moments in past summers where he's just sort of lifted and got a couple of wickets or like done a run out or taken a catch and lifted the team. If you add some pointing and barking, I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love just I love a sportsman or woman just getting vocal. Yeah, just just, just barking, pointing absolutely. the team around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, hopefully, well, we got the test starting at the end of next week, so. We are in full swing, pretty much. It's What is it, the 8th of December? 8th, 8th yeah. What so, are we now? The 30th of November. So it'll be Wednesday next week. So Wow. You beauty. You beauty. Um, Hopefully La Nina chills out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's meant to, though. She's just sitting According in. to Higgins. <laughs> are you a Higgins guy? Yeah, I've got a subscription. Yeah, I've, yeah. Anyway... A paid subscription? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, Sorry, it took Higgins, me a second. Just a little, little um, off topic here, but Higgins, right? They obviously they do weather predictions and they're pretty good. Controversial, I don't know. I think they're Higgins storm chasing. Higgins, Higgins storm chasing. When you want to access their um, legitimate feed, forecasts, forecast, daily forecasts, weekly forecasts, you have to subscribe. Paid. Yes, it's like twelve bucks a week. Oh, just use the maybe a month. Parrot. I don't know, but everyone wants to get that's too much. But I think that they that's too much for weather. You can get it for free. So they look pre- at the sky. Yeah. You can They're, see what's happening. They are pretty good at predictions. However, they predict. So they give an overall prediction. So obviously today they predicted that a few days ago, but then they give a a very accurate uh, prediction, but very close to the event. No, I'm not about that. So it's, I can just look on bomb and. See what's you know what I mean? Five hours. So like a bomb, couple hours out, so they'll be like bomb predicts a fair while out. Yeah, and the bureau and they get it wrong sometimes. True, because they predict so far out. Yeah, as it gets closer, they may adjust. But Higgins do that as well. But, but they, then 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 adjust and make sure that they're bang on. They specifically do a yeah. right before. So one. they're always right. Mm-hmm. You'll always know what's happening in eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I could be I could be wrong. Higgins out there, if you're listening. Everyone wants to get into the subscription model. I saw a really interesting subscription model on Sunday. It was in Paddington Spray Tan Clinic. 
24-7 access for members. You're kidding. You can swipe card, fully automated. You go in, get arms out, boom. Do you have to do it yourself or is it? It's automated. I guess you just swipe Oh, like a machine. In. Yeah, and you just go, boom, medium roast or whatever. <laughs> How do you like spray tan? <laughs> medium rare. Well done. And then you just get in there and you get it done. But it's a subscription model. Oh, is that what they use? Apparently. Medium roast. No, I don't know about that part. Oh, well done. Um, but yeah, everyone's getting into it. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm Isn't trying to like get a, one going. Sort of like a gym. Yeah, 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 everyone's trying to get one going. Cash money. Speaking of which, if you guys want some um, exclusive content from the Chew and the Bat, uh, you can't. I <laughs> <laughs> thought you were about to launch him in only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's... Um, in only fans. We do have probably a lot more cricket to talk about, but we'll save that for another chat because we've got the big bash around the corner as well. Next week, I think, or in a couple of weeks' time. Next week, I think. No, after the te- sure. uh, I think it's after the test match. Anyway. Who was it? Darvo? Mm-hmm. Special shout out to you. Shout out. Set oh. our cricket coverages. Yeah, we gave him a Poor. bit more today. <laughs> I'm pleased, happy with that. <laughs> Big Bash starts next Sunday. Oh, you beauty. The fifth. Oh, so that's going to be a day of test and then like a Big Bash in the night. I love those oh, days. Oh, jeez. That's a good That'll day. That'll cure your Sunday blues, everyone out there. 100%. <laughs> Who is your um, Big Bash teams? The Heat. Brizzy Heat. Good call. Local. Yeah. Um, let's move on to a bit of tennis. So we've had a local event um, over the last few weeks. The most recent one last week, our junior ITF. So the best under 18s in I think the it's under 21. 18. Because there's 18 year olds playing. Yep. That's, that's legal. Yeah. So under so 18 and under. 18 and under. Gotcha. Um, that confuses me. That is confusing. That's fair. We they completed the event last week, even due to the weather circumstances. I don't know what was happening on the Gold Coast, but anyway, it was wet. Uh, on the ladies, on the girls' side, Taylor Preston took out the title. Second, team. I believe she's from Adelaide. I think. Anyway, we'll do our own research from that. Um, can you travel back and forward to Adelaide? I think they just opened up their borders. And they sort of did it knowing that they might get locked out of WA because they're like, sorry, guys. Right. Because I also played a fella in the quarterfinals at the Griffith tournament last week and he was from Adelaide, country Adelaide. Mm. I don't know if that's put (laughs) country South Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's the same, yeah. Adelaide is just the city, surely. (laughs) (laughs) From the Barossa. (laughs) Country Brisbane. What's country Brisbane? The Grange? Stafford? No, I would probably say Brookfield, Kedmore. Yeah. That's actually fair, I guess. Oh, come on, give no, us a look. No, that's still Brisbane, though. You're a, if you're within five kilometers of the CBD. I would say if you had a half-hour drive outside of Adelaide, you'd find some country. Well, I mean, half-hour drive in certain directions out of Brisbane, you find cows. You find Ipswich. Uh, yeah. But are you still in Brisbane? Yes. I don't know. You can still advertise. If you're selling property half an hour out, you can still advertise you're in Brisbane. Isn't Morton Bay still technically in Brisbane? No, but it joins back up afterwards Above inland. It. Yeah. yeah. Com- so confusing. So Brisbane's it's like, huge. It's like Morton Bay is on the east of Brisbane. Brisbane's there. And then you can drive sort of northwest and you'll find Morton I don't know. Bay again. I don't know what they've done. Anyway, let's pivot back. Let's <laughs> To where? To the tennis. Oh. <laughs> to Redcliffe. <laughs> um, so yeah, Taylor Preston taking out the, the girls title and Jeremy Jin taking out the boys. And Gun. So Jeremy's been playing. He was in the UTI event that I was playing. Oh, really? A couple of weeks ago. Um, very good gun. Yeah, I mean, um, if he was playing a boy against men type thing. 100%. Um, 
Olympics. Uh, so that's local news. Very We've cool. also Congratulations. got in progress at the moment the vocal state age competition. Vocal. 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 Are they getting vocal? vocal? <laughs> Perhaps. Not today. Um, and that'll Not wrap today. up. That'll wrap up next weekend. We'll give you some results then. Um, the professional side. Last week we missed out on covering. We covered the next gen, but we unfortunately haven't covered yet the ATP finals. The big boys. Did you watch it? Highlights. Did you? I actually watched more doubles than singles. To be honest, the doubles was amazing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Who um, was in the doubles? So the French pair won it. Herbert and Mahout. Oh. Yeah. Um, they took it out. Um, going back to the singles, Zverev played Medvedev in the final, who he he beat him straight sets four and four. Medvedev is yep. loving a final loss this year. Yeah, and I know he won. I, a slam. I think Medvedev beats Zverev in the group stage. Oof. Uh, in the third set buster. So, so he learned from it. Although, yeah. I mean, the third, third set buster is... 50-50, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Um, so it's the first time... So Zverev is the fourth player in history to mm. win the ATP finals and beating the number one and number two ranked player in the world in, in the same tournament. So he beat Djokovic in the semifinal True. and beat Medvedev in the final. I think the other three to do it were Agassi, Lendl and Edberg. Believe it. I believe. Legacy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, fact. that's unreal. Yeah, and, and also the fifth year in a row that a player outside the big four has won an ATP final. The big four being the big three plus Andy Murray. I don't know if we can count that. <laughs> I mean, we'll give Andy a look. For he's, five years, he's barely been playing. Yeah, so... um, What was that? What was that fact? Sorry, I missed that. It's the fifth year in a row that a player outside the big three has won the ATP final. Yep. That's pretty cool. Big In the four. second... Uh, uh, three years ago, second time Zverev's won it as well. So, very good form leading into the Oz. A couple of weeks off, relax, pre-season, straight back into Oz. So, speaking of which, Novak Djokovic, Who's is he going to play the Australian Open? No. Time will tell. Yeah, so I believe... I I'm going to guess yes. Yeah, I believe that to play the Australian Open... Yes. Money signs <laughs> from producer Frey. To play the Australian Open, you have to be fully vaccinated and do a seven-day quarantine. Seven days as well? Yes. So... For the bubble. I think that's... Ah, uh, then they yeah. go into the bubble. No, then they can go scot-free, I believe. Okay. But you have to, within the seven days, you've got to get a, two negative results. That's I, why they give you seven days. I saw an ad for it last night, actually, on Channel 9. It said, Australia is open. Or like a little is, or said is. All right, advertising no, oh, the Australian sorry. Open. It wasn't clever like that. No. Oh right. It was advertising Australian Open. They missed a sh- they missed their shot. They just did full marketing. Font What's going is. on? <laughs> but then it would be Australia Open, and that would be because you couldn't say Australian is open, and you couldn't say Australia Open. Maybe that's where they got stuck. Australians they to, are open. No, they had the seed of the. An idea, but they just couldn't quite get it over the line <laughs> in time. So they tanked. Australian just... land is open. Not bad. Land is <laughs> quietly. Producer <laughs> Frey. Um. So yeah, big news from Zverev taking that out, and also the French pair and Herbert and Mahout taking out the. Isn't he very young? Herbert is. Oh, mid twenties, late twenties. Oh, okay. So and not, also, not who I was thinking of. Well, this is a pretty cool combo because both of these players are also very prominent singles players. Herbert more so at the moment. I think he's inside the top 30. Is there so, any dominating doubles pair at the moment? 
Like they used to be, the the Bryan brothers were winning everything. Yep. So there's Salisbury and Ram. So that's that's a good name. Yeah. Good good two names. Well, I think Ram's American, American Indian, and Salisbury's from the UK. Just there's to clarify, also, he is not Native American. He is. I didn't say that. Indian he said American fella. Indian. Oh, he lives in America. Uh, he's Indian. Sorry, that lives in America. He's not an indigenous person to no, America. No, yes. sorry. Apologies. <laughs> That's all right. That's a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Um, Speaking of names, Salisbury, is it spelled Salisbury? Yes. Yeah. Salisbury Hill is a very good song by Peter Gabriel. I'd recommend it to everyone. I do know it. It's a fantastic <laughs> tune. I may even have it on the vinyl. Climbing up on Salisbury, Salisbury Hill. Yeah, yeah. copyright. <laughs> Sorry, that was um, only a second. Yeah. <laughs> I think we get 10 that, of those. That's the rule. If that. 10 seconds. Oh, there you go. Um, also, one, so one of the um, prominent doubles pairings at the moment is Jamie Murray, Andy's brother. Jamie. And he plays with... Gee, I don't even... I forget. Anyway, we'll get back to that. But yeah, he was also in the ATP he finals. He looks good doing it, yep. no matter who. Lefty. Might be something there for us in future weeks to discuss. Hey, we'll talk about lefties in the future. we got something in the works. With Suarez. Suarez. Bruno Suarez. Hmm. Interesting. This is his recent doubles partner. Um, that's pretty much our tennis news. So we're coming up to the back end of the tennis season. Not much on at the moment. They've got probably another one or two weeks of tourneys and then they have their huge 10-day break. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> and Enjoy then, that, everyone. And straight into the summer, summer series. So this summer series in Australia, we have 17 tournaments in total, ATP and WTA. With a total confirmed so far. So far, there could be more. I'm going for twenty. Anyway, in and around the AO, Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne, they're going to host these tournaments. So there's got ATP 250s, 500s, WTAs, the whole kit and so they can get pretty much everyone down in the ATP or WTA Mm -hmm. top 500. Yes, of those that have actually. We're talking 25s, 60s, 250s, 500s, Grand Slams, all of the above. What else do you want? Um, it's pretty cool. It Just is pretty cool. With a total down. of a hundred million dollars in prize money. Wow, crazy money, eh? Gosh, TA is shaking in their boots with this Omicron variant. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Oh, jeez. With the like. Because we just, oh, was it last night? We just got shocking. a two-week border delay again. They were like, we're closing for two weeks. Did we actually? Yeah. and we're From just, today? From, yeah, and we're going to see what happens. Because oh. what, what was our... So which one? We're opening up on the 17th, right? Well, yep. we are to New South Wales. Oh, yeah. But New South Wales and Victoria, you could already fly in. But you can't not, come back to Queensland. No. Until the 17th. Get, yeah. But you, they had international borders scheduled to be opening from the December 1st or something. or I don't know. Anyway, it was meant to be open, but they delayed it two weeks. Gotcha. So, yeah, TA. A little bit nervy. Me too. I'm planning a trip to Melbourne at the moment. Feel two edgy. weeks. Yeah, definitely. I'll nah, be okay. Yeah, stay optimistic. Exactly. I think we're all just gun shy. Oh, don't blame you. Don't blame you. So, anyway, let's move on from tennis. Once bitten, um, twice. Oh, Jocko, did we do we reckon he's going to be here? No. Maybe yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't reckon he should. It's a big loss if he's not. No, it's not. He hasn't revealed Surely. if he's vaccinated or not. He just doesn't. He said it's a personal choice. He doesn't want to talk about it. That's fair. He could just come out and say he's vaccinated and get someone to vouch, water vax him. <laughs> Oh, you reckon? <laughs> that can't be good for no, you. No, we watched it happen, <laughs> sailing. Oh, you're getting big trouble, geez. Anyway, um, I reckon I he has the I money and resources here. to make it happen. 
but nobody else would be able to do the same thing. Even if he has to live in a bubble, can they give that option? I just don't see how he would be able to live in a bubble on his own. I don't know, because he's interacting he's with... the f- facilities. Yeah, he's going around other people and stuff. But I, I just think around it'll happen somehow. I think he'll be here. He'll be here, one yeah. way or another. Um, otherwise, he misses literally out on he's such two, a months of, two months of tournaments too. Yeah, but he's not allowed to breathe while he's here. He just has to hold his breath. <laughs> Boy in a plastic bubble. <laughs> like the Simpsons. Um, let's move on. We've got a bit to cover today and also we've got the chew to rip into. Um, in smaller news, oh, I guess somewhat smaller, but also big news for them. Ash Barty is engaged. Huge news. Very good news. One of the biggest news of your life, if it's you. I did like the, her Wimby win. That was big news. Didn't even hear about that. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but rela- yeah. Oh, as, as her. Yeah, for sure. Not much more for us to rip into there. That's it. Well done, Gary. Well done, Gary. Proud of you, mate. Congratulations. You missed... Uh, there's a bit of swimming news has come out. I don't She's know afraid. how. Go for it. <laughs> I wrote it down just for the script, but... The Kaylee McCowan. McEwen. 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 Mikia-owen. Mikia-owen. She has revealed she swam through pain. Yeah, she tore cartilage in her shoulder <laughs> prior to Tokyo. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I, wasn't, yeah, that's I didn't know what I was going to She won gold, mate. It's a bit like... She yeah, that's crazy. Multiple golds. She's, and she's, she's a backstroker, right? She is so young still. Well, she's 20? She was she 20 or 19. I think she was the, she's the backstroker. Reminds me of the um. So that would have been killing. Hundred percent. Torrance in her shoulder, and she did it on the eve of the games, day before it was meant to start. Reminds me of Cooper Cronk's Cooper Cronk's um broken shoulder blade. Remember that to yeah. his to the grand final win. No doubt, I do. You did you see that, producer Frey? You're not a huge NRL guy. Twelve season over Castrines though. They weren't involved. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. I haven't seen a final in a while. Um. Moving on from that, we had some boxing news. We did miss the Tim Zhu coverage yesterday. He had a win over a Japanese... Takeshi. Takeshi. Inoui. Inoui. Who was on... an absolute brick wall. Just absorbed punches. Apparently, you saw it. It was like the yeah, Wednesday... Watched the whole, we watched the whole fight. We recorded on a Tuesday. It was the Wednesday after that, two weeks ago. I would have thought Zhu could have knocked him out in the second round and probably landed many punches in every other round after that. And somehow, he just absorbed... Kept swinging. Warrior mode. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Even bigger news, on Sunday, George Cambosis Jr. became the unified lightweight world champion. Yes. Holding all four belts. Isn't Lopez still contest that he won it? Apparently, he interrupted Cambosis' interview. Yeah, and said, I won 10 of the 12 rounds or something. You know that. (laughs) What a G up. (laughs) What a joke. I don't think... Yeah, I get... You can think that, but I think... You should just shake someone's hand and say, "Good fight, good fight." Let's like do if, it. if you yeah. didn't knock them out, it's like, well, you know, it's up for debate. Yeah, it was a good fight, but um, other people or reporters and journalists and that I've read have said it was a convincing win for Cambosis, even though he got knocked down late in the fight and he knocked Lopez down early in the fight. I've heard still it was convincing. convincing. Um, moving on from that again. <laughs> We've got a lot Speed to cover. Run. Speed run. We've got the chew, mate. We've got a lot of talk, lot to talk about. Um, How long have we been recording, Producer Frey? Uh, 12 <laughs> hours. Oh, today, 46, uh, probably about 40 minutes. Beautiful. We had a bit of chat at the start. While Beautiful. Um, Maconas. <laughs> I tried. A, I made a Macona with Milo wanting to go a little mocha vibe. 
Don't do it. Not good? No. I thought that would be good. Maybe I messed up the ratios. I don't know what the ratio should be. Did you use 12 scoops of Milo? <laughs> no, that's my issue. Yeah, you didn't use enough. You went yeah. soft. I think what would have been better is if I had the, the dairy milk powder chocolate. Yeah. That would have been tight. You, like the those little sachets that it's like it's hot chocolate but it has milk powder in it 100% mm. and you get that in you get some Makona we yes. did that camping I anyway think. it's still going it's not too bad that's oh. gonna be cold by now mate that's right it's iced coffee ice mocha freak I don't like I have a <laughs> that's very totally fine tepid it's not cold can it's we get a deciding vote because I detest letting I, a hot drink go cold letting, I'll buy a cold coffee no that's fine letting a cappuccino go cold and then drinking it that's that's totally I'm fine I'm only weird about it when there's froth what? <laughs> like if you have like a an I uh, like a, froth is a hot milk thing. Froth, you I can't agree. you can't drink cold froth. What about a smoothie? Banana smoothie sometimes is a bit of froth on the top. Yeah, but you make it cold. Yeah, fair enough. It starts right. cold. Well, I don't know. You, you, wouldn't, should, you uh, wouldn't drink a, a a frothy banana smoothie once it goes warm with the froth. No, I wouldn't. You're yeah. right. The froth change is the weird frothy. <laughs> but it's a bit better when something. Anyway, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to take it away from you. I was just curious because anyway. I. The, don't, I don't swing that way. In NBA news, this is something that hasn't been covered at all. The Suns are on a 16-game win streak. with Under couple, the radar. Very much so. I think they started out... They're 17-3 and three now, so they must have started out 1-3 and three or something. <laughs> yeah. And just blasted. And then kicks, but they've got, what, the Warriors... So there's a, it's actually pretty exciting. The Warriors are 18-2. and two. Yep. They are nine and one in their last ten games. They lost to the Hornets mm-hmm. in a very tight one. Um, Steph Curry went nuts yesterday. Did you see? I did see. Yeah, he got called. He got teed up because he went for a layup. Got bodied by Terrence Mann. Yeah, and went nut. Like you never see him angry. He went nuts at the ref. Yeah, got teed up. Then he got called. He hit a three, and they called moving screen. Yeah, and he was like, "All right." Okay. <laughs> okay, I see and how then he is. just he just I think he hit three of three like straight increasingly up. difficult long balls. Yeah. Looked at the ref, did the T sign, don't know how he didn't get tossed from the game. Yeah. And ran off and just celebrated and it was yeah, psycho Steph mode. <laughs> it's a rare treat. Anyway. It's good to see. So they're eighteen and two and yeah, the game is Wednesday our time. I think it's like one PM game, maybe. Yep. Maybe it's eleven AM. Um one and two seeds in the West, probably the two hottest teams in the NBA. That's gonna be an, um, that's gonna be a treat. Give me a fun one too. Though. A feast for the eyes. A feast for the eyes. Um, I'll be tuning in hopefully. Ko. Let's hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed for that one. Fingers crossed. It's um, a, it has to be like a national TV game for Ko to get it. But going back to some local sporting news, our very own producer Frey last weekend or two weekends ago. Hyped touch Beating footy team. like a gorilla. <laughs> Fingers open though. Took out the touch footy finals in the Gold Coast region. Gold Coast it's champions. Got a sick Gold Coast champions shirt. So, producer Frey, you congratulations. Get any meat pies? Did five, baby. Did you get any meat pies? <laughs> no. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to stay for the, the actual presentation part. I had to race back to do no, a tries. coaching course. You got any tries? I thought you said, did I get any meat pies? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we said. My brain. See, the issue is I've ju- I was just yesterday listening to Hamish and Andy 
going off at Brownie about this meat pie ad. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so in my you mind, I'm like, meat do they pie, meat like... pie? I wasn't there for the presentation. Do they give out meat pies? And I miss out on meat pies. <laughs> Don't they do that? Yeah, I got three. <laughs> give out meat pies? Anyway. I got three on the deciding track. No, three? you didn't. Three? Yes, did you actually? How did we not... How did you not spit yarns about this all week? I'm not a bragger. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> not a bragger. Not a bragger. Oh. Um, how was the scoreboard? Seven, six. Oh, so you scored the winning try? Yeah, and it was pretty no. controversial <laughs> too. That's hectic. Oh, anyway, we're going back and forth. There's a couple of late calls from the ref. Hmm. A couple of angry opponents. Hmm. Did you get a, a penalty? No, but there was a just before our their last try when they tied it up. Um, Cade runs in to touch one of the guys on the other team who had the ball doesn't touch him and the guy puts it down and we're calling no touch. The guys put the ball Classic on the ground, no move. touch. Got him. Is that a dog move? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Not in the final. <laughs> I think, it, I think I mean, it's, it's, it's frowned not, upon. It's frowned upon. Yeah, it's not illegal, it's, it's but it's, not frowned upon. it's frowned upon. Anyway. But um, yeah, and they, they played and then they ran through and got a try and the ref was like, did you touch him? After oh. after about twenty seconds of more play, so you guys didn't play the whistle. You just went. We were like, no touch, no touch, and we all stopped. And they everyone ran stopped. And, <laughs> and they, but they ran. But they and they ran a play, got a try. Oh my god! And then the ref was like, "Was there a touch?" We're like, Ooh. "No touch." And so they. And the ref just believed you. Well, I don't. It was, it was don't, true. It was clear. But still, the ref wasn't because, like, in theory, the ref should be calling on what they see. They shouldn't be asking people. No. Yeah, but the guy that Kate didn't touch was also like, I didn't feel it. Oh, that's good sportsmanship. But then he also blew up as soon as the ref was like, all right, we'll take it back. Gosh. I wish I was there. Yeah, that would have been heated. We were out there playing golf instead. What do you mean instead? Damn. That was a great game of golf. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on, um, Chris Frey. That's, that's all time. Shall we move on to the chew? Hold on. No, we got heaps. There's a glass issue here that I want to hear about. <laughs> um... Yeah, this is a. It's not sport related. That's fine. But it's. I'm curious if you've ever seen it, because I googled it and it supposedly is. It was. I was working from home. Kate was also working from home this day. It was some day last week. We were in. I think we were like doing laundry or something. There's this big bang and shattering noise in the kitchen. I'm like, far out. What's going on here? <laughs> That's what I said. Far <laughs> out. Um, walk in. There was a glass exploded on the bench top. What? It was sitting flat on the bench top, nothing in it, nothing happening. Not an excessively hot day, not an excessively cold day. It exploded. You could see the base of it sort of there and the top bits exploded out. Did something fall on it? Nothing had moved. It just Did it have like a vigorously. Was it purely flat bottom or was there like a little bit of could there have been a bit of suction? With a bit of water, you know what I mean? Of the cup underneath it? Yeah. It was next to the sink, so maybe there could have been a little splash of water, but I'm not sure. But it was flat. Ghosts. That's what I thought at first. I this was like, house. It's probably haunted. This this studio that we're in right now is a share of ghosts. Get stories. the hell out of that house, mate. <laughs> Never Ma- seen Maybe that? you took one of our ghosts from this place. Maybe. Could have hooked on to me. I don't know. I There's can't not help much you. more to that story. There's no punchline. No, I got nothing for you. Just exploded. 
It's a bit spooky though. That scares me. It is. So, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, no. Do you? Yes. Do you? No. 2 1. <laughs> <laughs> they mustn't be real. Right. They'll hear you. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the chew? Yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed because you guys were meant to have pledges by this time. I have a pledge. Oh, I totally forgot about this. Anyway, Who's go. What's your pledge? One? I want to learn to do the splits. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. He actually <laughs> did talk about this last week in Pilates. So. That's good. But our instructor, Lauren, she said that he could probably get it done in a month. Are we talking sideways or yeah, frontways? Yeah, this is a question. Um, I want to go frontways because sideways doesn't seem like... Achievable. Anatomically... <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I don't, so you got to you got to really work on your hammies and your hammies, calves, groin, back, groin, groin hip flexor, because one's going front way Bite. down. And what's the Gosh. a full? Because you know, if you're feeling pretty limber and loose, you could probably get into a pretty close yeah. position anyway. I'm at least a foot off the ground. You want balls to the ground? Okay, ball. Okay, <laughs> that's the BTG. I was about to say that. <laughs> the BTG, BTG. We're at about probably thirty-five centimeters. We're looking right for one BTG per minute. At least. That's true. Mm. To get there by the end of the month. I want, at the end of the year, producer Frey to be B- BTG and a stubby cooler next to him and I ollie over it and we get it on <laughs> <laughs> That's a good if, pledge. If I can get... I don't know if I can contribute to that. A decimeter, 10 centimeters, I'll be... I think that, that, that quantifies... That's BTG. BTG. My pledge was... Interesting insight into your hang time. I think I was talking about... I don't know if this is a pledge or not, but being able (laughs) to... can workshop it. Eat a kilogram of steak in one sitting. (laughs) The thing is... You can do that yesterday. That doesn't... (laughs) (laughs) You don't don't have to work on that. (laughs) Yeah, there's no practice element. That's that's more of a challenge. That's more of a misogi. Not really. So you want to... Because you'd probably enjoy it. To a certain point, perhaps. Maybe to the 800 gram mark. How about a kilo of steak? I don't know. But it's I, well done. I don't know what pledge I can do. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you next week. You're just, you're burning time, champion. All right, we'll come. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> I'll have one by the end of the um, podcast. I'm, I, oh, good for you. Yep. <laughs> Unless you have one for me, I'll have one by the end of the time podcast. Time check. We've got 15 minutes to rip into the chew. Um, do we? Yeah, we've got time. Definitely. Right. Um, We're at 53. So, minutes, today's so. The Chew. The Chew is if you... <laughs> thank you for that. Soundboard. <coughs> Something went down the wrong pipe. Bit of air. Bit of air. <laughs> the Chew is our weekly conversational topic. We're going to try and give you something relative, something's happening at the moment, some thoughts that we have, put it, in, put it into a topic and delve into it. Discuss... And then give you our thoughts, concerns, queries, vibes. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. The chew. So the chew. This week's chew. Uh, tennis as a trade. So specifically, specifically on the coaching side um, of tennis, um, we're going to talk about briefly what current structure we have at the moment, what competitors we have, what different. Uh, oh, sorry, alongside TA. Um, we're going to talk about some ideas that we have, um, some thoughts, concerns, and finish off with a few points. Sounds good. Should we rip in? Good outline. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, before we 
rip into our thoughts ideas. and concerns and ideas towards the end. Our current Tennis Australia coaching structure. How can pretty, you become a coach? Yeah, pretty easy to follow. Um, progressive format, um, which we currently have. So you start off um, by doing your community coaching course, which is a two mm. to three day course mm-hmm. um, aimed for anyone that wants to be able to teach, I believe, a hot shots level or a beginner level. Hot shots. Hot shots level t- uh, tennis. Um, moving on from that, a more uh, of a progressive course that we can do is our level one, our junior development. So that also is hot shots, but also I think encapsulates more developing within that age group. So still using our colored balls and the progression within each ball. So I think focusing on that, that's a six-month course. From that, the level two is our club professional course, which is an 18-month course with a business aspect, mm. but moving towards a more of a high-performance and, I guess, talent development role within coaching. From that, I believe there are other avenues which require selection. So another high-performance coaching role, which you can do in Melbourne. I think they only select a, a, a small handful of people to do that each year. Must be nice. And um, I believe that's pretty much it. There's a couple other different avenues in terms of you can go into venue management and whatnot, but that's pretty much our structure in Australia. So you two are in two of those at the moment. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. Due to... Oh, I'm finished. You're finished oh, yours. And finished. I'm currently doing my club professional at the moment, about six months in. Question off the top. What is the system in place to require certification to coach? Because I coached for two years... So what? And I never did any course. So you I just don't know if I'm outing myself. <laughs> you just wouldn't have been insured. If uh, something okay. went wrong, yeah. you would have. You might have had some form of club insurance yep. if your club was TA affiliated. Yeah. But they then require the coaches to have some form of. Yeah, so that's gotcha. that is one main reason for a lot of these courses, especially. So even just doing a community coaching course will give you full insurance wherever you work through TA through TA. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know what your coaching situation was like, but I'm sure that the school you were working at had insurance plans in place outside of TA. I believe so. So I had, I had my blue card. I think I just had to have my blue card to be on the insurance scheme. Yes. Blue card, first aid. Perfect. You're safe. We won't report you. Thanks mate. We might. (laughs) But anyway, my point is you can be hired as a coach by a club or whatever anyone can without necessarily showing a qualification yes i think maybe not to be a head coach clubs Mm. are moving away from that a little bit more these days a lot of clubs you see say minimum jd okay yep Um, to to get yourself hired yes is it common to be maybe this is something to dip into later is it common to be hired with the expectation that they'll put you through a jd as you begin. I guess at some clubs. I do know that if I probably fit this example, that clubs will hire ex-players and mm. with a good tennis IQ without a qualification and then tell them they have to do your community coaching course for insurance purposes. Gotcha. Whatever you do on top of that is on you, I believe, as the employee. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's pretty much it. So... 
the other aspect of this is if you're, say, just a community coach, community coaching qualification, three-day course, your pay rate is set here. Um, there are, if, like, Tennis Australia has a payment structure. So if you have your JD, you get a minimum of this much per hour. If you have your club pro, you have a minimum of this much per hour. So there's also that incentive as well for coaches to go, I'm going to hire qualify myself and I'm going to earn yeah. an extra... Eight dollars yeah. an hour. I'm going to actually fifteen dollars an hour on top of your Bump base up rate. The scale, yes, as a minimum that businesses do have to uphold. Okay, yeah. yeah. I guess then the benefit of doing a club pro is that there's also a business aspect to it too. So, finishing your level two in your club pro course, you can legally, through TA, run and own a tennis coaching business. So. Which is important for some people. Definitely. If you want to be affiliated through TA. That's it. You can run a club that's not affiliated. Ah, oh, I see. You just have a little bit less support and you might not get a thick equipment. And... So, so you think people who want to take up tennis or play tennis are looking at that TA affiliated badge? Yeah, it's a bit of a, tri- it's a, bit of a catch-22 at the moment because we have the ATPCA, which is the Association of Tennis Professional Coaching in Australia. I believe. Mm. Close. <laughs> I don't think it's Australia. I think Administration? It's, I think, I think it's, there's an Australian it's more one. more international than that. That's the PTCA, I think. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll have a look. Google it. You've got the computer. Um, uh, the ATPCA, whatever that stands for, is a separate organization to Tennis Australia that provides coaching certificates. Yeah. However, those that do it there's certain clubs that require TA coach memberships because the clubs will get benefits from that whether it's free I don't know what you get free nets balls markers markers that Tennis Australia may give out however the catch to that is that they then will require their coaches to be uh, accredited through Tennis Australia the more accredited coaches you have the more equipment and the more funding financials which I guess is a fair which is what Tennis Australia would want I don't think they would want to support a tennis club which is then hiring coaches going through a different organisation doing their own thing exactly so that's the system we have at the moment Um, those are your options definitely so the idea of having tennis coaches as a trade rather than going through I guess your coaching structures and your coaching course structure would that improve? Will that improve coaching and will it work? I think it'd work. <laughs> For sure. It's worth a shot. Full stop. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Um, so the idea I think that we put forth um, in conversations, I think a few weeks ago now. It's been a while. Is, for example, instead of having a community coaching course, the head pro at each club can then facilitate hours for the employee or the young up-and-coming coach mm. with pay, I guess. Almost like an apprenticeship in the trade world. If you want to be a sparky, a chippy or whatever, you go through an apprenticeship under someone or with a company. You learn their craft. Mm-hmm. You learn your craft. You usually have to start with some sort of TAFE and online then, and then or you're f- learnings like on paper. Yes. And then you're fully qualified. Following that. Following, following that. the completion of that. Following the completion of that. The question that I would give is what qualification, this is probably a question for you, Producer Frey, what qualification would you then give that person 
after they've completed their apprenticeship? Would you give them a junior development or a club pro? I think that would depend on the... The amount of hours? No, the the person that you studied under. Depending if you're at a performance, like a high performance club or a, like a participation club or... The, so the, the, you're going to have to have a supervisor for that structure. Yes. And the person that you choose might just have their JD. They might have their club pro. Maybe they have to have at least their club pro uh, with yeah, a high performance. I think so, yeah. But say they have... X amount of years in the business, they've, they've been a club pro for eight months. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be walking out with the same experience as someone no. that's been coaching for four well, years. Well, I, th- I think definitely if we did throw this idea, the 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 coach at the center who was facilitating this would ha- at a minimum have to have a club pro, which to is start the top this structure. But that's the top level qualification that you can receive in Australia. Yes. Would you then, would the structure then change and you'd go away from the whole club pro thing and it just be, become if you're qualified according to having done your apprenticeship? So, like the terminology would have to change. For example, you're not an electrician or you're not a plasterer or you're not a carpenter Yeah. if you just labor in the industry like under a carpentry business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're a carpenter if you've done your apprenticeship. With, yes. And yeah. you're a tradesman. Yes. So, would you not be a tennis coach? If you went under a business. Unless you had done your apprenticeship. Potentially. And you change the terminology so you make it, you're not qualified unless you have done. Yeah, well, that also provides an, an avenue, right? And an avenue for learning as mm. well. But um, What would the benefits of doing it that way be though? Well, the first one is that you immerse yourself in and an environment where you're actually coaching as opposed to doing it in a, even though you learn a lot of things during the course, mm. the physical course, the more you coach under someone, I believe the more you will learn and the quicker you will learn. It's, it's pretty much getting thrown in the that deep end. I mean, much, that's like anything. It's pretty much getting thrown in the deep end with support of a head pro. Some sort of support structure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a great idea. I definitely would have gone through that system. You coached for a long time before you did any of your further courses as well. Oh, yeah. Not about you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, it might force, not force, but it might guarantee that your coaches are at possibly a higher standard, not to throw aspersions or shade on you, Um, but it might guarantee that your coaches have at least some level of experience. It's like the learner system guarantees that your drivers have at least... 100 hours, I think it's 200 hours these days of experience. I was going to say, I haven't done the Australian JD or Club Pro courses, but it, they, they provide the, the general framework, it appears, the framework for how to deal with that level. Mm. Um, but without, you know, you, you can, you can go and talk about how to run a class with eight kids in there. You can go talk about how to, um, adjust a lesson if there's uh, children that um, have autism. Um, but unless you've spent time on court doing that, yeah, the ability to actually adapt to that lesson and change the way you speak, you could change the 
the drills that you choose to do um, really only comes from that time on court. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, I think that's... Kind of like a logbook. And, yeah, yeah. And so could, that's the key thing. Yeah, and it could be a really good prerequisite for your club pro. So those that want to actually do your club pro course must do a certain amount of hours with a head pro or a head coach at whatever So a certain amount by yourself, a certain amount... Uh, supervised exactly because what happens is with our current system is that um, you could potentially do your junior development sweet coach for a month and then have like a couple of years off doing work in the corporate world mm. whereas someone else who's actually coaching is actually physically coaching on that court and then that person that has got sick of the corporate world will, get, will then come in and they can do their club pro and they've had no no recent experience no, no recent experience since or no no building upon being at that JD level. Exactly. So the tra- to then go for the club Yes, pro. the trade system will then provide a higher quality of participants in the club pro because they've been immersed in an environment where So if you say coaching. Say you say you have to do X amount of hours with someone supervising. Yes. You're I don't know what you yeah. call them. The super well the supervisor is like a tennis Australia accredited. Yeah. And then you have to do a certain pro. amount of hours log booked just coaching by yourself. Because yes. you're right, like yep. That you can be told, how might you theoretically deal with if you have a kid in the lesson who's just mucking up, just yep. doesn't want to be there, isn't listening, breaking rules. Mm-hmm. It's a very different thing if you actually are confronted with that. Yeah. In and my experience. The, yeah. The only outside of this is that to open your own Tennis Australia affiliated club, you need to have your club professional. Yes. Um, but you might not be a coach. You might just want to open a club, go, and then, my passion is tennis. I want to see tennis around. I don't want to coach it. I'm going to hire coaches to do yeah, that. And I, you just manage. But you're just a manager. Mm. Yeah. But you still require that... Certification. Certification to your name to actually open the club in the first place. Yep. I believe that might be off. You might... So, isn't is there an on-court... Just curious out of that. Is there an on-court component to that course jack yes yeah. many you oh, have okay. to do assessments in front of the people with children on the court oh, you so have you to have to deliver you... a lesson yeah to... oh, okay however the That's way yeah intensive. it it is it is fairly intensive it's it's one day a week for 18 months, 18 months with breaks in like the do a block of 5 weeks 6 weeks have a break or whatnot with i think four or five on court assessments throughout the term and then at the completion of that, I think I believe it's in April, then there's certain elective courses that we have to partake in to then complete. So that's a fair bit. It is a fair bit. It's an 18-month process, but I think it's fair. But you think you could be doing it without also coaching a bunch on the outside? Yeah, and I also think that it can be with the trade system, that Club Pro, because people are experienced, immersed in the in their coaching culture, they could almost be done quicker so we could have a shorter period club pro mm. have more turnover and potentially have more coaches partaking in it so i think it's a win-win but the trade the trade style um format within within coaches um so i guess the yeah so the key differences that we'd have to add on to the current system are you can be hired without much experience in into a role that is called like junior coach or something yes with the expectation that you're going to need training and supervision. Exactly. And then the guarantee that to go through these courses, which I guess we're keeping in our hypothetical situation, yep. you have to have done a certain amount of training or coaching. Yeah. And then from there, the the supervising coach and, and Tennis Australia can, can talk to each other and 
talk about how well that person's doing, what they need to work on, so that when they get to a club professional course, the facilitator of that program or that course knows what each individual... Has cliff notes on you. 100%, yeah. What you might struggle with. <laughs> Whether you're authoritarian or a bit of a larrikin on court. Yeah, so I'm pretty much just providing a better framework, more efficient framework to help develop more... A little bit more rigorous. More coaches, yeah. It does feel like there's a little bit like sort of variable. Even if you're going to a TA-affiliated club, mm. it feels a little bit more variable that you could go and you could get differing standards of coaches. Yes. Yeah. Like I mean, everything in life, that's going to be the case, but maybe we could bring it a bit more towards... Yeah, and I think that structure will also... Um, one of the biggest things I see at the moment is there's no pathway or transition for players that maybe I would say around my level that aren't professional, pro. <laughs> semi-pro, amateur. Earning money. <laughs> small, earning small money. Do you relate to Will Ferrell <laughs> in semi-pro? Somewhat. Somewhat. Um, so I think that that pathway will almost provide players like me who, we, who tennis loses to the sport um, a better opportunity to stay within the sport. If, as that, well. if you're like, here's a, here's here's a, very, a set out pathway. Yes. You Even can, if you haven't coached before. Yeah, you can coach under a club that you want. You do your hours, then you go and develop into what kind of aspect in tennis that you want to pursue. So I think it ticks. There's probably problems with the with the format. Might need a bit more funding and a little bit Definitely. more administration. $100 yes. million dollar prize money. Ooh, we'll take that. We'll take that. Cancel the tournaments. Anyway, a bit of food for thought for the listeners. And um, for Craig. And for Craig. <laughs> Is he a listener? Yeah. I was talking to him the other day. Oh, must be nice. He said he loves the dynamic. What did he <laughs> What did he think about the cricket coverage? Oh, he said he's South African, so... He should be a big cricket fan. Care. Shouldn't he be a big cricket fan? He oh, doesn't South care Af- about the Aussie. Oh, fair. Yeah, we don't focus much on the South African team, to be fair. Maybe yeah, it was him that dropped the COVID anyway. News. Do they? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'd back off that. Cut that out. <laughs> oh, wax. Oh, anyway, um, so yeah, food for thought. If you have any queries, write in. Any concerns, right in. Queries, questions, concerns, any corrections. I'd like to maybe next week talk about how golf does it, what their coaching format is and whether it's relatable to tennis. So, I know nothing about that. No, nor do I. Any golfers out there, <laughs> right in. You can, you can go to... Who? Oh, Gaz. Ashes. Yeah, Ash is um, he's a golfer. Fiance. Is he? Yeah, he's a PGA pro. Is he? Ex- or he's a, he's a club, he's a club pro, pro. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Mm. Get him maybe we'll get him again. <laughs> Perfect. Might, might, might be a surprise for him. We'll add him to the. We'll pull some strings. We'll add him to the very extensive interview list that we've, we've been <laughs> put down. Dumbfounding. <laughs> we have a dream uh, manifesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's um pretty much it for the chew, and that's mm. it for the podcast. Well, we, yes. Actually, before I thought we could end on a sort of light-hearted discussion. I like that. So <laughs> we're sitting around the the table, not last night, the night before, and I got a email notification that said, in other words, an email, that said, um, your order is on its way. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't order anything. Yeah. So we've had a couple of late nights this week. Kimbo's been doing a studies, so we've been up late editing essays and whatnot. As assistant. As supporting. Um, yeah. <laughs> supporting assistant. Definitely not writing anything. I'm not getting paid, though. What's her? going on there? Um, anyway. And, and in my tired state before bed, Scrolling through Patagonia, I've ordered myself two items. 
unknowingly until unknowingly. the next day. I got the <laughs> so email. How tired were later, you? Two days later, I've got the email and gone, oh, that's a cool hat. Oh, I ordered that. And it came out of your account. And I paid for it. And I had no idea. Was it a good deal? Don't know. I didn't look at the price. That's afraid. dangerous, dude. That's like sleepwalking territory. Yeah. yeah. Sleep shopping. You could, you could be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that lingerie bag downstairs isn't yours? Dead set. <laughs> Shout out to Triumph. Oh, my God. If I had the Hamish Stanley Bell, I'd ring it right ding, now. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so, I would... so, yeah, I guess something to think about. I want you guys to come back to me with what's the, something you've done in a tired state. In a tired state that you realized afterwards, you're like, whoa. And for the listeners? I need a brainstorm. Right in. Right I in. didn't think of a pledge. Anyway. <laughs> you, you let, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll you. give you one off wax. You're only letting yourself down. Yeah, no, we'll post it on right. the um, Chill in the Bat Instagram story. Sounds good. Keep your eyes on that space. All right. We've had a long one, but um, for the listeners, if they've come this far, I don't, I don't know if they have. But thanks for coming this far. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed. If you're just tuning in, probably go back to the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll catch you on the uh, knuckle racket foot. No, <laughs> I won't. I'm not a good puncher. Yeah, you'd be terrible at it. Anyway, we'll give no it to go. lash out. You just said you're not a good puncher. I didn't say terrible. Oh, okay, <laughs> righto. We'll, we'll give it a go next week. We'll work this out. I'll tell you. See you later. Bye bye.